This is Sammy Pierre Douay from Goat Whore, and you're watching CMS TV. presents and i of course am chris aiken and i am happy to be talking to this guy he is uh well he's been in every band known to man i think and he still is <laughs> he's in every damn band and um i love seeing him with slash i've seen him god knows how many times here in cleveland with slash and um but he's got a new band and um it's really really killer it is an absolute ass kicking rock and roll slash metal lead type of a band called heroes and monsters and here to talk all about it is the hero and the monster himself mr todd kearns look at that speaking got, of cleveland got the buzzard shirt on look at <laughs> <Yeah>. that <laughs> so I you just did randomly that. was wearing that i wasn't even anticipating you <laughs> very nice man well dude obviously as i told you right before we started man i love this record man it's oh it's, thank you kind of for people that haven't heard it yet which is most people because it's not out for a couple of weeks but i would say it comes in sort of in that tinging on heavy metal but more hard rock with a lot of cheap trick mixed in there and you know it, that that's how it feels to me is that how it feels kind of to you i think that's inevitably impossible not to 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 do that i think you know for me it's kind of like that sort of cheap trick sort of song kind of fun aspect oriented is always going to be a part of everything I do. So, um, but it is heavier. I mean, Will Smith is one bad MF. Oh, and, yeah. uh, um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, I think that's the perfect description that anybody could imagine. Sure. Well, dude, before we get all the way into heroes and monsters, uh, I, I just wanted to ask you, you're involved as I jokingly said at the beginning, you're involved in a lot of projects and a lot of bands and you've put a lot of time into like Toke, especially. I know every time yeah. I see, I've seen a Facebook post for the last two, three years, it's, and don't forget, check out Toke and we're going to be at this. And, you know, so what, what leads you when you've sort of started building a project to start another project instead of kind of morphing, <laughs> morphing Toke into this? Well, I think most of the things that I do, I mean, keeping in mind, say, Tuke or otherwise, it's like usually with friends who are doing other things. So it's kind of like, like, say, with, with Tuke, it's sort of like me and Fitz from Slash's band. Sure. Um, but he and I both play with Bruce Kulik when we do the Kiss Cruise, you know. Um, and then Corey, the guitar player, is in Shania Twain's band. So he has stuff that he does once in a while. So a lot of these things are based upon when everybody's available we do that you know what i mean okay. it's sort of um 
it seems like there's a hundred things on the go, but it's sort of very, you know, like, like with the Bruce Kulick thing, we do the kiss cruise for a couple weeks every year. And then that thing kind of goes into mothballs till, you know, okay. till something else comes up. Um, something like heroes and monsters really kind of comes, comes in, into being mostly due to things like the pandemic, you know what I mean? Sure. Sort of lockdown sitting around, and your friend calls up and goes, Hey man, we're knocking some ideas around. What do you think? And it's like, send the files over. Let's, let's knock some shit around. And then next thing you know, you've got some songs and then some more songs. And the next thing you know, we've got an album and that's, I mean, without putting it, you know, making it sound without dumbing it down too much. That's pretty much how it happens. You know, you just sort of, um, keep just taking that ball of foil and adding another sure. piece of foil. And the next thing you know, it fills the whole goddamn room, you know? And, um, yeah, there are times where I go, do I need another thing on my plate? But it, it is one of those things where, from a creative standpoint, I think, you know, when you look at the Slash thing, especially Slash is, um, you know, the, the, the songs get written, you know, Slash has riffs, Miles has lyrics and melody. I throw my two cents in all the time and have been, you know, credited on on a, a bunch of occasions as well. So that's, that's awesome. But you know, it's like as a singer and a songwriter and blah, 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 blah. Sure. Um, these other, oper other things come down the pipeline and you go, hell yeah, let's do that. You know, it's, and, and of course you're, you're being allowed, you know, certain um, just chunks of time where you're like, you know, no one expected us all to be locked in our houses for two years right. or whatever. It <laughs> so it's like, you want to write some songs and knock? Yes, yes, I do. I don't need to watch the Tiger King again or whatever the right. hell's on, you know. And um, the next thing you know, you're, you know, you it's 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 just too much fun, honestly. It's like that to me. It's kind of like it'd be different if I was like, Ugh. sure, yeah, I guess, I guess we'll make some music together. It's like it's in reality, it's more like hell yeah, it sounds like fun with Will Hunt, one of the fucking best drummers I know, absolutely, hell yeah, and Steph, Steph's a monster talent, you know. Sure. Now, did you know those guys real well going in or, or how, how, how does it end up that, that, that guy contacts you that contacts Steph, et cetera. How does that all work? Well, I, I knew Will, I, I've known Will, um, but Steph and, um, Will know each other. So it's okay. like one of those, you know, so, sure. so Steph and Will had been commiserating for a while and had some ideas and some, knocking some stuff around. And then it was, um, you know, then it was just sort of like, hey, man, what do you think about doing this thing? And without really any giant plan in place, just sort of like, what do you think, you know? And, um, you know, guitar player, drummer, what about a guy who plays bass and sings? Let's see if we can, you know, I don't think there was even really a large plan as it being a power trio, or maybe we'd find somebody else too to come in and play tuba or, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know who knows, you know? But it just ended up being like, you know, that, that made the most, most sense and it was the most fun. And, and that just sort of became what you're hearing, you know? Sure. Did you at all consider bringing in a bass player so that you could just be the front man, just be the, the singer? Um, not on this. No, no, we never really, uh, entertained that too much. I think it was just kind of like, um, it was more a case of like, I don't, I don't remember it being a discussion, frankly. I remember it just being okay. kind of like, yeah, I'll, I'll play bass on this. Yeah, I'll sing this. Yeah, it's cool. And the next thing you know, you're like, I'm sitting in my studio there in their studios, and you're just going to send stuff around. W Steph's in like Milan, Italy. Sure. Uh, Will's in Orlando, and I'm in Vegas. So it's kind of like this bizarre 
it was a real experiment more than anything just to see if that's even something that could be done and uh it can be chris <laughs> well, it obviously can be we've got an album right here you know? yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so you know with 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 you guys all three being you know so busy and you know it's such a weird thing this you, three guys and you might have the most reaches ever into the mega bands of all time i mean you with kiss you with slash or guns and roses and um yeah you know steph with you know all the way up to prince if you count the sheila e connection you know yeah. and and obviously will with evanescence and black label society and yeah you know every other of the 43 bands he's been in as well <laughs> it is amazing that you guys who are very busy were able to find time to not necessarily to to write songs because i know you guys are always writing music and thinking of things but to work creatively to put it together is there a leader in that are you the leader that kind of says well i need a riff that sounds like this or i need a drum fill that sounds like this or is it so organic that you guys just throw it back and forth until it fits i think it's mostly just throwing it back and forth i mean there's a number of things that like you know the first thing we we put together was um locked and loaded which was largely some music that they had and i just sort of cobbled together vocals and lyrics and it basically basically what you're hearing is 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 what it was and um uh you know and then so you have that experiment and that worked and then another thing works and then one doesn't kind of work as well and then one's kind of way off and then another one works again and that's kind of part of the charm of of trying to kind of um you know just when you're knocking shit around you know it's like sure. you, some stuff works some stuff doesn't and even when you're writing a record say when slash and the guys when we're putting a record together there's often like 20 songs written but you're only going to use 10 or whatever you right know? and that's you know uh, that's just sort of the way it goes and um so it, it, i wouldn't say anybody was necessarily leading it as much as i think everybody has to lead in their own way because it's sort of like you know what about this what about that you know and then and then you just sort of like um just chase it all down basically sure now how much how much of the stuff that you you personally create do you have to sit back and think well i want to put that here or i want to hold that to see if slash wants to use it or i want to use it for Tuke, or you know how do you do that a lot to be honest i think that for me i i'm a big sort of like project by project by project kind of guy i'm not okay. the kind of guy who sort of goes you know, I'm going to hold on to this pile of, of ideas and do this with it or do that with it. Um, I often think that the ones that didn't work for this or that usually didn't work for a reason. So they remain in this didn't work pile. <laughs> you know, and, I, and I'm often inspired by, you know, like when you're working with guys like Will and Steph, it's like, well, these are some amazingly talented guys. They're clearly going to have some things to, to, um, you know, they're going to have things that I can't possibly imagine, you know I mean? So that's kind of the beauty of working with guys like that is that they're going to do something or they bring something to it that I would never have thought of, you know what I mean? And, um, that sort of, uh, is exactly what happened. Okay. Well, it definitely worked. Well, well thank you know, you. uh, now I didn't see it in the, in the press release and in the notes. So I'll just ask, did you do the production on this or did you guys have a producer or who did that? Mostly it was, I mean, we, we kind of considered a, a, a co-production, all of us, but Will, Will had such a big part in the mixing and all that kind of stuff too. Um, he's a very hands-on, I, I, I always kind of 
giggle about it because we want to say he's not just a drummer you know it's like <laughs> yeah he can write he can he can mix he can do all these things so um i mean you know there there there's different uh fingers on the uh, uh on the mixes and stuff as well with uh alessandro and, and friends at, at frontiers to make make it all come together as well so it's you know it takes a village it really does especially sure. in projects like this i I think that, you know, often the solo projects are where you get to really kind of flex your, it, you know, I want this and I want that. And then this needs to be here and this needs to be there. I, I like, I like collaborative things to be collaborative. You know what I mean? I think it sure. has to be. Sure. Definitely. You know, you mentioned Alessandro and my God, is there a record he's not on these days? Jeez. Oh man, that guy is a great guy. I mean, he's couldn't be the, I don't think there's a nicer guy in the entire no. business than Alessandro, but Wow, is he a machine when it comes to writing and playing and being in bands? I know. I, you know, no, I don't think anybody works more than that guy, do they? It's inspiring, I think, because, you know, we're literally thinking of, a, you know, talk in the 21st century, it's it, it's such a sad thing that most of our heroes don't even make new records anymore. Do you know sure. what I mean? Like, and, and you know, I want to hear new Aerosmith songs. I want to hear new Kiss songs. I want to mm -hmm. hear new... And it's just not going to happen, you know. Cheap Trick keeps making new music, and they're actually great. But sure. um, there's a lot, not a lot of motivation, unfortunately, because the music industry is so, you know, it's different. And as far as what we do, it, it may not be as as advantageous financially to be putting out music. And I think that you know, with Alessandro and that whole crowd, it's like, you know, it's somebody who's still trying. People who are still trying to kind of like push forward the idea of creating new music. So for guys like me who who just constantly feel like, yeah, let's get together. Let's knock some ideas around. Let's put some shit on tape. Let's get it out there. You know, it doesn't matter if it's going to sell one record or one million. Right. It'd be nice if it sold one million. Frankly, but <laughs> but uh, the reality is it's, you know, that's uh, that's not why we make music. You know, it's never I, I'm not I was never motivated by the car I drive or the, you know, whatever, sure. uh, that kind of stuff. It's sort of like I just love making music. Right on. And you're motivated by the stage you get to play on, really, right? And the stage I mean, you get to play on, of course, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, Todd, obviously, man, you have this new release. It is called Heroes and Monsters, and I figured what we would do is take a little break here and uh, play one of the play a clip from one of the videos from Let It Ride, um, which is a killer song. Uh, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about this song and, and the video? Well, this song is definitely more of a cheap trick. It's funny that you brought that up because I always keep talking about how the cheap trick influence on this song and some sweet uh, stuff like that. Um, just a great, you know, big gang vocal kind of fun rock and roll song. We, uh, I, I try not to overthink these things. You know, there's a lot of like, you know, you put your thinking cap on too much and sometimes you can overthink a lot of these things. And I think the song kicks ass. It's great. I love singing it. It's in, it's stuck in my head. Let's roll with it. So, so we did. It's called Let's Ride It. All right. Well, <laughs> let's, let's play it right now. Let's let it ride. It is, um, it is Heroes and Monsters right here on Chris Egan Presents.
That was, let's ride it, was Heroes and Monsters, and the main hero himself is here, Todd Dammit Kearns. And Todd, or the main monster. You know, yeah, and, yeah, it could be. It could be the main monster. <laughs> definitely the main hero. At least the rock hero. How's that? <laughs> okay, I appreciate that. <laughs> well, dude, the the songs on on Heroes and Monsters are are very diverse. I I, I do want to say that it's not. I get a lot of these kind of records, and and God, just be honest, a lot of them from Frontiers, and they really do kind of sound the same. And I don't want to pick on any bands, but a lot of them you know, they, they just write in one session and it sounds like they wrote in one session, right? This, this really stretches out. There's a lot of cool songs on here. Um, did this come together quickly or did this, was this over a longer period of time, which caused some diversity in the in the songs and the structure of the songs? I don't think it's a, it's a matter of how long it took. I think it's more a case of like, um, you know, you got three people who sort of all have a very sort of common ground as far as what we like in music. And then you're going to get that sense of like the, the differences that everybody's into as well. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I, I think that, um, you know, even for a guy like myself, I can, I can tell you, you know, straight, honestly, that I'm like, I will listen to Slayer and ABBA in the same day. It's, it's, just, kind <laughs> of, it's just kind of who I am, you know? And I think that sometimes that's just going to filter through in 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 terms of of the records that are made. So, so something like so. I'm glad to hear you say that because you're one of the first people that I've talked to today who's actually talked about the diversity of the record. And I think that I think it's important because when you when you've cobbled together say 15 songs and you try to get it down to 10, there is a sort of a a there is a, a way of thinking that says it should be all these songs because they sound like the same thing. You know what I mean? And, and sure. then it, you suffer from what you were just saying about it being maybe it's just like the same song 10 times, just right. a different version of the same song. And I'm like, no, nah, I prefer that taking a ride so that, you know, like that whole lot of love and stairway to heaven are done by the same band, but they're completely different kinds of songs, you know? Right. So I think that that, that, that kind of diversity is sort of trying to be represented. And, you know, you can certainly get into the conversation of like, this one sounds sort of modern. This one sounds sort of throwback. And this one sounds sort of, classic you know and i i think well yeah but I, but i think all of those things i just mentioned are all in all of us you know what i mean mm -hmm. and i think that that's inevitably going to come out right definitely yeah and i and i'll tell you it kind of all comes together in a weird way for me on what is my favorite song on the record which is blame which yeah. is such an uh the pacing on this thing is the is the thing that strikes me as it, it's I guess it's, I mean, I, I literally, this is so dumb, but I literally sat here listening to it a few times and I was like, okay, it's definitely in four, four time. I'm literally counting it off in my head. Yeah, One, yeah. two, three, but the, but the vocal presentation doesn't follow a standard vocal presentation. You like come in on like the two instead of the one and kind of drag over into the next set of four. And I, I know I'm explaining this like a moron, but because I don't <laughs> no, know musical no. theory, but I'm glad to hear you say that because I'm the kind of guy that doesn't think in the terms you're talking. I'm just kind of like going, okay, so <laughs> we just sing this, you know? And it's sort of like, if you start, if I, if I start thinking about it comes in on the three or it comes in on the two or it comes in on the four, it's sort of like, it just has to kind of be more of a feel thing than anything else. But it is a very interesting, there's, there's definitely some prog moments happening there that those guys that's more those guys than me by far. I'm not okay. built built that way, but they, um, 
it's really a very clever uh, way that comes together for sure. Sure. It's a great song. I, I really, really like that one a ton. Oh, and, thank I, you. and I hope people get, I hope people dig that deep into the record, which I, I hate to say it, but that is like the biggest crime today of putting out a full record is people will hear the first songs. They'll see the videos, but they won't go all the way through an album on Spotify anymore, man. And it's tough because a lot of the good music for me in my head is later in most releases and always has been. I've always I been agree. a kind of a side B guy. Can you imagine if you never listened to side two of Zeppelin two or, or Appetite for Destruction or whatever? There's, that's where a lot the, some of the best gold is. Yeah. Yeah. I, look, I, I've always been the, the guy that thinks that the uh, you know the trash of the records is the ones that the records the, the radio stations play. You know, yeah, those are those be, are kind yeah. of they're the hook, and then once yeah. they get you, then you really discover if you like a band or not. Totally. But, and and I think your record is is really really like that i think all of the best songs even though the the three that you've released are the top three i think the you know the truthfully the the cover the sweet cover that you guys did and the final song um and you'll remain are the best the, wow. those in blame are the best tunes on the record well, since i mentioned you. that one talk about and you'll remain man that one seems a little more personal than kind of the rest of it yeah i that's a song that um you know was co-written with some uh, other people. Jordan, uh, who works for Evanescence, uh, works for his manager. Um, and he's, you know, it's it's sort of, I, I don't want to put too many words in, in anybody's mouth, but I know it is written about loss and, uh, um, you know, about the, uh, the loss of someone important. And I think that, you know, without me putting too fine a point on something that I don't, may not fully understand, and I probably should understand better if I'm going to have to talk about the fucking song. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But it's kind of one of those things where, you know, even for myself, it's sort of like, I think that's the beauty of music is, and the beauty of, of lyrics in a sense is it's like, you know, you can apply what's being said to what's going on in your own life or what you've been through. And I think that that's kind of what I try to do when I'm, because I didn't write the lyrics to that song. So for me, okay. it was more a case of applying that to my own world, but it is a very powerful song. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was one of those songs that I had to, you know, I, you know, because there's often times where you're not creatively involved in a song from a writing standpoint, you go, well, this is such a great song. We have to include it because it's so just so strong. Sure. Definitely. Is it, is it difficult in those situations to put emotion behind it, to not sound emotionless on something that you know is emotional? That is the challenge. I mean, because there, there is also the, the other side of it too, where you're, trying to sing in key and trying sure. to sing on time and trying to sing perfect quote unquote um but not lose the emotion you know because in fact the emotion is more important than almost those other things that i was just saying you know i mean i think it, people will take a a flub note or a cracking voice or whatever if it feels like something you know what i mean so that's kind of what i was trying to convey anyway whether it was successful or not is up to the ears of the objective Oh, exactly audience. right on well dude new new bands like um heroes and monsters definitely in today's world where every single band known to man is out there trying to play shows and tour it's difficult difficult yeah. to get out there it's difficult to find shows hell half the clubs are gone from where they were two years ago totally how has it been for you guys to try and you know put it together and maybe find some shows and you know get out there 
Well, we are doing a run in Italy, which is one of those bizarre, like uh, Steph Burns uh, connection, maybe a little bit of Frontiers connection. Sure. Um, which just sort of presented itself and spun into another and another and another and another. Um, you know, I and mean, we're talking about, like, just as I was mentioning about Shania Twain and Slash and blah, 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 and, and Tuke. And now in this situation, you've got Evanescence and you've got uh staff and all the things he does and all the things that i do so trying to find those windows of like when we can actually do something that's the challenge you know and and so this became kind of like hell yeah let's just let's go do it let's go do and you know just do a run and and have fun with it and uh so we're going to do a quick run of that and then see what we can do as time presents itself down the line so um who knows that's kind of the beauty of most of this is it just sort of like depends on and how it goes and, and what presents itself down the line. Right on. Well, I'm going to ask you one question that has nothing to do with any of your bands, believe it or not, but it's, um, it's a, uh, you, you and I have a, um, have a mutual friend and, um, you toured with her, uh, Mariah Formica. And, oh. um, and I, I just wanted to get your take as someone that got to see her every night for five, six weeks, whatever it was, you know, what did you think of, of obviously plush, but more importantly, her as a vocalist, because I, I just think she's like the best vocalist out there, period, today. I couldn't agree more. I think the fact that she was, I didn't even know she was going to be doing Trans-Siberian. Yeah. Um, they, we just did the Kiss Cruise together. The girls were there, and um, no one said anything to me about that. And the next <laughs> thing I knew, she was, and I know like, you know, Jeff Scott Soto, Blas Elias, Joel Hoekstra. I know tons of people in um, TSO in TSO. So I was just kind of like, wow. Um, it just sort of, I should have known about that. And then when I started to, to hear about it and then when I saw it, I was like, well, it's a no brainer. Clearly right. her, her voice is like, um, like you say, one of the best voices out there period in, in modern rock and in general, really. I mean, she's on top of that, she's an angel of a person. So yeah, it was, it was, and I love that band so much. They're they're so great, and that that energy to see somebody to see young people and get that energy of people just you know, you know, from uh, guys like us who've been doing this for years, right, you know, right, right. Like you know, it's like you know, we're uh, you know, I don't remember. I mean, I I wish I'd had the opportunities they had at their age, but I probably wouldn't be here now if I you know, <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> gotten to the level they're at at their age. So yeah. No, they're they're an amazing band, but she's really an amazing talent. Yeah, I just hope the business doesn't eat her up. That's the only fear I have is she's awful young to be that good, you know. know. And that's she scary. sure seems she sure seems rock solid. So we'll we'll see. Hopefully, she keeps that. I mean, when they when they're on the Kiss Cruise, their dads are on the Kiss Cruise. You know, I mean, so right. it's kind of like so it's kind of like they've got they've got a good. Um, they seem to have a solid uh, solid feet on solid ground that way for sure. Right on, man. Well, dude, obviously swinging it back to Heroes and Monsters, brand new release. It is out January 20th. It is simply called Heroes and Monsters. And I figured we'd wrap this one up with um, a little clip from Raw Power, which is definitely meets the title. It is definitely a raw, raw power of a track. But before we play the track, um, why don't you tell everybody where we should tell them to go to keep up with you and Heroes and Monsters and tour dates and all that good stuff. Well, all of the, yeah, I can be found on all the social medias. Uh, Todd Kearns, Todd Dammit Kearns on, on Twitter. Um, Heroes and Monsters, that's on all the pages as well. So, And uh, at the end of the, uh, there was the, they made that movie Great Balls of Fire about Jerry Lee Lewis. I remember at the end of the movie it said something like, you know, blah, 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 Jerry Lee Lewis. And, he, and he's, 
you can probably see him on a stage somewhere tonight. And I remember thinking, <laughs> and I remember thinking, like, I want someone to say that about me someday. And I think that's very true. It's kind of like I kind of feel like, you know, sure enough, Todd's playing somewhere tonight. So not, not actually, I'm actually not playing tonight. But, yeah, <laughs> but there's a very there's a very good chance that you know if you stumble into Las Vegas or somewhere, or if you just take a look at my ToddKerns.com or something, you'll find me somewhere playing sometime soon. So come say hi. There you go. All right. So one more time, it is Heroes and Monsters, the same same title for the album, January 20th. Make sure you buy it. Don't just stream it. Come on, guys. Buy the music. And uh, Todd, as always, man, great talking to you right here on Chris Aker Presents. A pleasure, Chris. Thank you so much. Yeah.